Fear can go to hell. Shame can go there too. I know whose I am. Lord, I belong to you. Fear can go to hell. Shame can go there too. I know whose I am. Lord, I belong to you. Fear can go to hell. Shame can go there too. I know whose I am. Lord, I belong to you. Lord, I belong to you. Hi, welcome back to Finding Faith, Finding Me podcast. I'm your host, Star Antoinette, a blogger and speaker of all things pertaining to faith, and now a podcaster, sharing my experiences and taking you along with me on the journey of self-discovery and building our faith in Christ. And as you guessed it, this episode is called Fear Can Go to Hell. What is fear but the biggest tactic the enemy uses to stop us from discovering who we are and from doing what we are called to do? This is an important topic to me, and I'm sure it is to many of you as well, because in some point in our lives, we have experienced and faced fear. And we want to know how to truly overcome this. This is important to God as well, as he has encouraged us many times in his word to not be afraid. And before going deeper into that, I want to define what fear is from my understanding from the word of God. Fear is the lie that God is not with us. In many scriptures of the Bible, it tells us not to fear because God is with us. For example, in Psalms 23, 4, it says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. In Joshua 1, it says, Do not be afraid nor discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So I got that sense that fear is the lie that God is not with us from those scriptures and many more. What else is fear? Fear is not believing that God will come through for us and that we'll end up looking foolish for believing and trusting in the Lord. There's scriptures that say, do not be afraid. You will not be put to shame. The fear of looking stupid and being put to shame is so present. And that's why God assures us that we will not be put to shame. And the next is fear is worry and anxiety. Worry that God will not provide. It's trying to take matters into our own hands even though we know that it is out of our control and that's where stress and worry and then fear creeps in. What does fear do to us? Fear keeps us in bondages. 
as it paralyzes us into place. It prevents us from pursuing our destinies and from exploring our full potentials. Fear keeps us from diving deeper into who we are in Christ. Now let's go back to the first definition of fear, which is fear is the lie that God is not with us. If God is with us wherever we go and in whatever we do and face, then we have no reason to fear. But the reason we allow fear to take control is because we have accepted that lie in some part of our life that God is no longer with us. And that is why we sometimes question where his presence is at when we are facing trials and tribulations and scary circumstances. But the thing to know is that fear is not of God. In 2 Timothy 1.17, it says, For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, or in other words, fearful, but it gives us love, power, and a sound mind. This confirms that fear is the absence of God, because his spirit does not make us fearful, but it gives us assurance and empowers us. Now let's dissect this scripture because I believe when we get a deeper understanding of some of something, especially the truth, it will surely set us free and it will help us to overcome. Let's look at the first thing that the Spirit gives us, and that is love. Love is the foundation of our faith. 1 John 4.18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out all fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever has fear has not been perfected in love. Think about it when you are in a relationship, and in one that is dependable, where you don't have to worry about if the person love is genuine. In that relationship, and the love that you know the other person has for you, You feel secured. You feel safe. You feel like you can trust that love to never fail you. And because of that, you don't have to worry. You don't have to fear. And that is what God's love is. That's what 1 John 4.18 is talking about. And that is what 1 Corinthians 13.7 describes love as. That it always protects, it always trusts, it always hopes, it always perseveres. Love never fails. And knowing this truth and having a revelation of it, being perfected in love will cancel out any fear. Now let's look at power in a sound mind. And in some other versions, it says self-discipline instead of sound mind. But I decided to look up all three. And I've been doing this lately, looking up words, because I've realized that it creates more of an impact and deeper understanding of what God is trying to say. And so I'm going to read to you the definition of power, which is the ability to do something. It's also the capacity or ability to direct or influence the behavior 
of others or the course of an event. Now, what's the definition of sound mind? Sound mind is taken from the Greek word sophrenio, which is a compound word of pseudo and phrenio. Pseudo means saved or delivered. So something that is delivered and now saved and sound mind means the capacity to understand your actions. Now self-discipline means the ability to control one's feelings and overcome one's weaknesses and to pursue what is right despite temptations to abandon it. And I have a great example and experience um, where I had to use power and self-discipline. So a couple of days ago, my family and I went on vacation. And one day we decided to go to a outdoor water park. And usually with the scary slides or even the scary rides, my younger sister and I chicken out. And my twin sisters and younger brother usually brave it out, even my mom. So we saw this big slide, this white slide, and it was on top of a mountain and it was called Everest. And it had a big drop as well. And usually that's something I'll chicken out of. But I decided to go on that slide. I decided to join my family and go on that slide. The only one who chickened out and is expected to was my younger sister. But I didn't want to follow the expectation. I wanted to face my fears. And so I stayed in that line. And before continuing, I wanted to share something this lady said in an interview that stuck with me. She said, don't be self-conscious. Give what you have. If we allow our minds to think too much, to analyze and rationalize, then fear creeps in. And so when I was in that line, I decided not to be conscious of how tall that slide was and how deep the fall was. I decided to look at the positive. I told myself it wasn't that bad. I was looking at the people coming down the slide and I said, they're in one piece. You know, they look like they enjoyed themselves. And the slide was a belly slide. So it was a mat slide where you had to go down on your belly head first. And so I was saying to myself, you know, I actually prefer that way because you see what is coming. So it's not that bad. And so I kept telling myself that as we moved up in the line. And um, in that instant, I was really exercising self-discipline now that I think about it. I was controlling my feelings, the feeling of the, the nerves that was coming and the, the fear that wanted to poke its ugly head out. And I was overcoming that fear as well. And I was pursuing, I was pursuing after, pursuing after the slide or moving forward in, in the sense. I was moving forward despite the temptation to chicken out. And my little brother was taunting and saying, who's going to chicken out? And he first said to me, he said, Star's going to chicken out. 
she's gonna get to the top and she's gonna think it's too scary and she's gonna chicken out. And I said, no, I'm not. Then he started to say, dad is gonna chicken out. And he kept saying, who's gonna chicken out? And then one of the girls looked at him and said, it's probably gonna be you. And then the other one turned to me and said, are you afraid? And I said, no, I'm not afraid. And it was because I wasn't analyzing. I decided not to think about how scary the slide was. But instead, I kept saying, it's not that bad. And so when it was our turn to go, my brother was the first. And he was trying to position himself on the mat to go down. And he wasn't positioned right. So they kept moving him and stuff. And I think that made him fearful. And also he was looking down at the drop. He was overanalyzing the slide. And because of that, he said he couldn't do it. He couldn't go forward. He had to step back. And so my other sisters went. And then it was my turn. And I laid myself down flat I didn't give myself any room to overthink. I didn't even look over at the drop. I just said, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna trust and I'm gonna go. And then I went. And don't get me wrong, that first drop was a shock. But after that, it was so much fun and it wasn't that bad. When I came down, I said, I'm glad I did it. Then the rest of my family followed, and then the last one to come down was my brother. He said that somebody in line encouraged him to go for it, to do it, to brave it out. And he said, wow, it's actually fun. It wasn't that bad. It's all in the mind. It looked scary. It looked so scary to the point where he wanted to chicken out. But when he stopped overanalyzing how scary the slide looked and actually just went for it, he realized that it wasn't as scary as it looked. And that's with a lot of us in life. And that's where the power comes in. When you actually have the capacity to do it, to go through with it, to influence your outcome, despite the fear or the nerves that is still present. And yeah, that is how I overcame my fear of scary slides. And that is something I want to use and practice in every other area of my life. And I just want to go back to the point where my brother was on that slide. He was paralyzed into place by fear. He couldn't go forward. At one point, he was just lying there until he decided to get off the slide altogether. And that's a lot of us. Fear prevents us from moving forward and from walking into what we were called to do. But the word of God says, greater is he in us than the enemy outside of our lives. And I'm reading this book called Soul Gates. And the man pointed at a waterfall and said this is how much power this is the mightiness of God's power but we only we only use one droplet 
And I ask myself, why is that? It's because we have fear of going deeper. The Lord said to call to him and he will show hidden treasures. Fear of knowing who we are and what we are capable of doing. Fear of tapping into the power within us and exploring what he has deposited in us. Fear of using it, of using the gifts that he has given us. And that takes me to um, my fear that I had to overcome, the fear of singing in front of others. That was something God had put in me since I was a baby. My mom put it in my baby book. She's going to be a singer. She's singing a lot. And throughout the years, God had really been telling me to use that gift through different people who didn't even hear my vo- my singing voice but could tell I could sing. And I didn't take opportunities because fear had its grip on me until one day God really convicted me through a dream. And I decided to not let fear have its hold on me any longer and to just do what I was called to do. And every time I go on that stage... I have to remind myself that God is with me and he will not let me be put to shame. And then I go on there despite the nerves. I go through, I go through those nerves and I go on stage and I worship the Lord and let him use me. And there are other areas of my life that I still need to conquer fear. But I think this idea and this truth of 2 Timothy 1.17 will help me overcome fear and will help you overcome fear. Anyways, guys, I'm going to wrap up here. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please subscribe to this podcast and write a review if you're loving the episodes so far. I release episodes bi-weekly on Wednesday, so keep a lookout for the next one. And as I always say, don't be afraid to stand out. Bye-bye for now.